0: I'm and get the with my dad and <laughs> I that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American.
1: Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you
2: here?
3: You're supposed
2: to be. a
0: place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't
2: watch the news. The birthplace of talk
4: radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Someone in that control room is out of control
2: give you america itself this is ed mcmahon and now here's armstrong and getty
3: live
4: from studio c we're in a dimly lit room It's not on fire, thank God. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
2: Western wildfires. I have a fire app. I can see every fire burning in the United States. And it looks like roughly 46 or 45 contiguous U.S. states. And then the three-state unit of Fireton, where we're just burning from Canada to... uh, to the Mexican border, where soon there will be a wall. Build a wall!
4: I uh, appreciate you tuning in, boy, man. There's, you know, as usual, so much stuff going on in the news. you got the Mother Nature aspect. Trump did an interview with Forbes in which he said he has a higher IQ than the uh, Secretary of State. Which, oh, boy. Which he may have, but it's not usually the sort of thing you say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> as an adult?
0: <laughs> but
4: uh, anyway, so we got that whole thing going on, which is exciting. Uh, yeah. So we were talking to a a number of people yesterday that are from the area, one of the areas, because a whole bunch of areas got burnt, but Santa Rosa area of uh, Northern California, where they had 50 foot flames. Yeah. This story is made to the front page of the New York Times. It's, uh, it's so, it, I mean, by fire standards, it's unbelievable. Well, neighborhoods wiped out, schools gone. I mean, down to the, the foundation. Right. Down to the foundation, I guess the wind made it so hot. People that had those, like I've got, fireproof safes, the safes are just gone. Wow. They just don't exist anymore. So much for your fireproof safe. You know, they're they're good up to like eight gazillion degrees. Well, apparently it was hotter than whatever the rating was on the people's safes. And a lot of people, their insurance papers, all that sort of stuff, just
2: disappeared. Oh, boy. Imagine. Yeah,
4: I saw, I saw people on the news, heard people on the news. Guy said, what you're looking at, what I'm wearing right now, it's all I got. And people that, you know, people that had full-on lives... Everything that goes with your life, sure,
2: down to just your clothes. Yeah, and all of a sudden, went from zero to tens of thousands of acres with a fifty, sixty mile per hour winds. Yeah, unbelievable. This is Trump's America. Uh,
4: mm. yeah. Well, Trump's rolling it. How much blame he should be? Uh Yeah. Uh, Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll just jump to that. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Uh, Pretty good. I've also uh, looked at, like, video footage on YouTube and stuff of uh, this fire stuff, and it's it's amazing. And, you know, usually you see in these fires, people are packing up. You can see the smoke in the distance. They're packing up their pickups full of stuff. In this case, it was uh, nature made the choice for you. You're either evacuating or you're going to die, basically. Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, oftentimes that you-need-to-evacuate thing is a little... Overblown, in my opinion, for the government telling me to leave my house. But some people said, No, I'm staying. And then, like 10 minutes later, I guess I'm leaving, mm. which was a good idea. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
3: Uh, doing very well. Better than normally, actually, because a uh, uh, new Star Wars trailer was released last night. And, oh, boy, have I watched it probably half a dozen, uh, no, like 15 times. They debuted it on Monday Night Football? Yes, yes, because of the huge cross-section of Star Wars fans and professional football fans. Glebin. Mm-hmm. Has more to do with the fact that ESPN is owned by ABC, which is owned uh, by Disney, which owns Star Wars, so, gotcha. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, the, the internet is already, uh, all abuzz with the new Porg characters. This is their latest attempt of a, a kind of cute, adorable style of character, a la the, the Ewoks, uh, done somewhat successfully, Jar Jar Binks, almost universally panned. I present to you the adorable Porg. What, what, what do you think about that little guy, huh? Uh,
4: that is pretty cute. Now, is that the sort of thing they'll have toys in stores and stuff Guaranteed. like
3: that? Guaranteed. Oh, you think? guaranteed.
2: Yeah, Movies are just an excuse to sell toys. The art form is merely a commercial at this point. I've seen way more, for instance,
4: cars, clothing, and toys than than the movie ever existed for children. I mean, still. Um, all these years later. <clears throat> so, uh, just your overall... Feeling about
3: the Star Wars movie? Oh, I, I'm more excited than I was before. Did did a good job of kind of mm. it, it's positioning Luke as some kind of like aging paranoid hippie guy, which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> Perfect. Um. So so yeah, it comes out December fifteenth. So still only a couple months, still several months away. But uh, so those toys will be in stores then for yeah, Christmas oh, for sure. For oh sure. wow, good oh, that's time a for- happy coincidence. That's a good thing that <laughs> yeah. worked out. Yeah. Fortuitous yeah.
2: A
4: circumstance. <laughs> yeah. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I'm doing very. very. Very well. We have a trio of celebrity birthdays today from the worlds of entertainment and sport, saved by the Bell star turned TV host Mario Lopez is 40 years old now. Man, he has turned that, you know, whatever success that show
4: was into something. He's, he's everywhere all the time advertising something. His Ch- dimples are
0: irresistible. <laughs> Chalked up a net worth of $16 million thus far. Good for him. You got football great Brett Favre, 47 now. His net worth, $100 million. Whoa. $100 million. Big endorser. And David Lee Roth, Diamond Dave, 64 years old today. His net worth, at least $40 million. I was surprised it was that high, but apparently he made a pile of cash from the 2007 Van Halen Reunion Tour. Oh, Might as really?
2: well jump. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you've ever heard classic rock radio. Their songs are still uh, oh, omnipresent. Yeah. And uh, as I recall, they're one of those bands, all songs written by Van Halen. So everybody uh, shared huh. songwriting and publishing gotcha. credits. Gotcha. Although
4: with his incredibly unwise lifestyle decisions, <laughs> it would not have surprised me if he were broke. Counterpoint. Um, how old is David Lee Roth? He is a 64 today. There you go. 64 years young. And what was the middle one? I had a comment on that. Yeah, Brett, Brett. Oh, Favre. Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah, Athletes, it's always amazing because, you know, he's been retired for it seems like forever, and he's still in his 40s because just the way <laughs> wow. athletics works. Yes. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. This is Tuesday, October 10th, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
2: Jack, in this country, we call athletics sports. Let's begin the show now. <laughs> According, I thought he was in sport. He was slinging a football all over the place. I thought he was in sport. He wasn't in sport. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go, At, Mark. It was happening
4: so quick. The flames, I mean, just, there was 50-foot flames up right behind my house, and um, I could hear and feel the heat coming. 50-foot flames? Holy cow. You would think the uh,
2: very gates of hell had opened upon you. You know, that's the name of my new uh, 50s duop group, and I'm thinking i got to rename it. Oh, wow. I, uh, it's unfortunate, because that's a cool name. Yeah, I know. And we're b- booked for several gigs. Our, what are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? A, lot a of ice- old folks' homes. But they pay. Yes, Vice Marshall.
0: President Pence in Northern California talking about the worst wildfires in state history. North Korea makes off with top-secret U.S.-South Korea plans to decapitate Kim Jong-un. What? And <laughs> Trump's and Trump's Tuesday tweets and Tillerson taunt coming up at 6:35.
4: Yes, we got more of that uh, drama going on. Whatever's going on
2: there. Plus a fire special report to see what's going on. It's just crazy. I'm telling you. The western US is on fire. Is this fitting with uh, climate change? I don't know. It depends who you ask. Everything does if you ask the well, right I'm people. I'm asking you. Uh, I have no idea. You don't have a guess? I, no, I have no idea. It was super dry for several years, so there were lots of wildfires. And it was super wet last year, which caused a lot of vegetation to grow, which then dried out during the summer, because it always does, which caused a lot of fires.
4: It was the windiest I've ever seen in my life. That was crazy. We'll be uh, getting up to date on all that stuff. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of aging sports stars, if you're old enough, you remember Mike Ditka, Chicago Bears player and coach. Coach Ditka. Yeah, my my wife even knows Mike Ditka just from the Saturday Night Live stuff. But he weighed in on the kneeling during the anthem thing last night in explosive fashion. Excellent. On Monday Night Football. So we'll have that coming up for you a little later.
2: That's what we need. Some good, old-timey, forceful, non-subtle football coachy commentary. It's right. so what America craves, Jack. What do old white guys think? <clears throat> way to make it about race. Wow. Wow. It's, wow. It's already about race. It's not about race? Sorry. I just... Uh, uh, mm. So listen, uh, we're going to ask, the, beg the indulgence of uh, folks uh, for a moment or two uh, who are not in Northern California because the wildfire situation is so incredibly uh, dynamic and, and quickly changing and entire neighborhoods are being swept away and that sort of thing. Uh, we've asked old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Brett Burkhart, to do a little special news, uh, a little special extra uh, news shot here, an update on the wildfires. Brett, uh, good morning. Uh, what's happening?
1: Good morning. The evidence is still in the air all around the Bay Area that something terrible is unfolding in the North Bay, in Sonoma, and in Napa County. Because you wake up, and if if you crack a window, the smoke will quickly fill up your house, even if you are in as far south as the South Bay area, the Morgan Hill, and the Gilroy area. So it's still very ominous. Uh, We're in an office building right now in San Francisco, and the air vents are just capturing that smoke, so you can't escape the smell of the dire situation that is happening in the North Bay. How many acres are we talking about at this point? All over uh, 120,000 acres all over California, but as far as the most devastating fire, it's the Tubbs Fire. And that is the one that spread into downtown Santa Rosa and probably made the most impact and had the most devastation as well. That's 27,000 acres. Wow. We are seeing entire neighborhoods uh, destroyed. Um, In many cases, the only thing left standing in these neighborhoods are the chimneys that serve as markers. Where homes once stood. Well, and I'm there looking. Are, I'm looking at a
2: picture right now of a neighborhood in Santa Rosa, Brett, where um, not even the chimneys are standing. The the word firestorm has never been better illustrated than the picture I'm looking at right now. It's as if a tornado of fire swept through. And that's where the safes actually burnt up. Right. And combine the devastation of those two things. It's just it's it's unimaginable.
1: A firestorm in the heat, and you're seeing just amazing um, pictures. Of some of the wreckage where metal melted uh, where these homes once stood and mailboxes are just uh, tweaked and warped uh, from the heat of this fire the scary thing is uh, we have 10 deaths so far and they believe that that death toll will increase in the North Bay and here's the ominous part is just in Sonoma County alone families and friends filed 100 missing persons reports oh overnight God. yeah and so many of those you know it, uh, were scattered into the uh, into the wind because uh, of the quick evacuation so it could be they're staying at loved ones um you know that the cell service up there is terrible uh, many people don't have electricity, so communication is very limited. So, hopefully, um, loved ones will be reunited. But so far, at least 100 missing persons report in Sonoma County alone.
4: And this happened so fast. It happened uh, on on Sunday night, and then by late Monday morning, most of this devastation had already happened. It's it just a, an incredible how quick it happened.
1: How quickly it happened, and how many different places it happened. 14 different places in Sonoma in Napa, and Mendocino as well. That's in Mendocino is where we got the first word of the first fatality from these fires that broke out Sunday night. But you're right. The speed was incredible, and and there were so many of them, and fire resources are stretched so thin all over California that – There were instances where crews just didn't have the resources and had to let homes burn and had to actually make the decision, do we save this particular home or this particular business, or do we let it go? And the way they made that decision was, okay, are we going to put our crews in danger? Is there a defensible space around this particular home? And it's a good message for anybody. That if you don't have a defensible space and firefighters have to make a choice whether to save your home or somebody else's, they're going to go with the one that has the defensible space. Well, that's a good right. thing to remember.
2: Well, and with 30, 40, 50 mile per hour winds blowing, uh, the caution must be the top priority of you know the firefighters and their supervisors. So, Brett, listen, mm-hmm. you mentioned the near simultaneous outbreak in a number of different places. Now, granted, it hasn't rained for many months and the winds were absolutely howling, which means every cigarette, every piece of machinery that could possibly spark. Arc is is
1: a bomb waiting to go off? But is there any suspicion of arson or foul play here? They haven't even gotten to that point yet. Okay. But uh, they are factoring in the weather forecast for that. For that evening, it was wicked, 60-mile-an-hour wind gusts, uh, there were down uh, trees, uh, uh, branches into power lines, so that could very well factor into the cause, but so many uh, under these types of weather conditions, Cal Fire uh, in, in California say, you know, that's not unusual to have many fires break out if you have a, a wind event like that, and given the conditions, some of these stories of survival and rescue are amazing. I don't know if you guys have heard about the CHP helicopter crew flying around last night. under the those weather conditions under the smoky conditions they were looking for roads where there was clearly a blockage and then looking for people trying to escape and actually landing the chp helicopter and saving a family with a small child trying to escape the fast-moving flames <clears throat> this is in the atlas peak area north of napa county which has spread overnight into the uh, Solano County area, closer. Wow, you would feel like God Island.
4: Himself had come to save you when that helicopter comes down out of the sky to pick
1: you up.
2: Yeah, no Adam- kidding. Shout out to those officers and everybody doing their best. Uh, the fabulous yeah. Brett Burkhart. Hey, uh, Brett, thanks a million. We'll keep checking back with you if that's all right.
1: That'll be fantastic. Thanks you guys. Thank you, man. Talk to you, a sir.
2: couple of people who grew up in Santa Rosa yesterday who said, "My high school's
4: gone. My high school I went to school is just it just doesn't exist
2: anymore." Yeah, it's crazy. What well, it was so weird is you know I was watching the the golf tournament that was taking. Place in Napa, and uh, I, you know, I don't live terribly far from it anyway. But I was watching it, and there's no inkling of any trouble, none whatsoever. And then I think it was an hour later, uh, Napa was on fire, and people were fleeing for their lives, and entire neighborhoods had disappeared. And I was like, "What the hell? How could with that speed?" But it's the wind, it's the wind, and all the vegetation. Mm. Anyway, well, I tell you what, and and this this probably is necessary for absolutely nobody. If the authorities tell you best to get out, this is. This is not like, you know, one of those hyper-cautious, there's a hurricane three days away type things. This is, you know, fiery death is, 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 is advancing with the speed of a, a car on a superhighway. It's insane. It's insane. Michael, transition music, please. You need to, uh, how, do you, how do you come out of that? People fleeing for their lives. I got something that
4: will uh, clear your mind. Did you see what Lindsey Graham tweeted yesterday? Oh, no. Oh, no. Senator Lindsey Graham, Woo-hoo. who's battled Trump a lot over the last couple of years. Right. Uh, they played golf together yesterday. Oh, that's fantastic. Finally, come and get them. Lindsey Graham tweets out, great round of golf with Donald Trump. Had a great conversation. Trump shot a 72! Exclamation point. Wow. In the howling wind.
2: Isn't that more or less giving the president what Harvey Weinstein asked for on a regular basis? Are you, are you, saying, saying, you, don't, don't... Are you saying you don't think he shot a 72? Well, he may have, but why
4: would you mention it? Well if I okay. played with a turn, turn
2: place, turn that off before everybody goes psycho.
3: If
4: I played with the president on Turn it re- off Especially on a really windy day, which I guess it was, and he shot a seventy two, that might be the headline
2: of my story. Man, yeah. holy cow, he shot a seventy two. That's going low. He's a player. I'll grant him that. Surely, I played in the wind the other day, I did not shoot a seventy two. But surely Lindsey Graham. I shot a seventy two, then played the last five holes. Trump gave out Lindsey Graham's personal cell phone number yeah. from the podium, remember? <laughs> Which is
4: one of the great moves in political history. It would, surely Lindsey Graham wouldn't just be playing playing that game, would he? I don't know. They're politicians. That's wild. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking Lindsey Graham yesterday playing golf said, Look. You know, I'm more or less on your side. This whole thing with Corker and Tillerson, this isn't doing you any good. Don't you think they had that conversation yesterday?
2: I would think so. Uh Senator Graham does not strike me as the sort of guy who would, you know, hold back and just curry favor. I have a feeling he just he's, he's trying to be a counselor to him. Right. Um and so maybe said some harsh things, so you know, pushed
4: the limits of uh what you say to the president, especially on you know the golf Trump.
2: course or
4: on the golf course okay. and then tweeted out the 72 to try to, you know, we're still friends. Look. Yes. I just tweeted out you shot a 72.
2: That's what they call emotional intelligence, Jack. We'll see. You push them and then you reel them back in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it ends. Perhaps in World War III, as Senator Corker suggested. <laughs> I have a feeling he regrets saying that. That was a little uh, pants, sweating, hysterical, honestly. I mean, it's conceivable, but it's been conceivable every president who's been at loggerheads with Iran or or North Korea or whatever. And yeah, I get that Trump is different. But, you know, all this World War Three chatter.
4: Everybody needs to calm down. you have a comment on the Gulf, Sean?
3: I think it might be one of the more brilliant political things because you get, the in theory, you get the president thinking, okay, maybe he likes me a few more points, but you lose almost zero political capital by doing it. So you, you kind of... You, you, you increase your relationship with him, but you didn't cost you or your base, quote unquote, anything. You know that's that's actually a good point. It is kind of clever because it's not like you
2: know your hometown newspaper is going to say he shot a seventy nine or anything like that. So, <laughs> His hometown newspaper. Right. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, so my little mic holder thingy here is crumbling. It's now broken in in two spots. Oh, your little... We uh, weren't in this studio yesterday, and, and now it's it's just absolutely falling apart. What the hell happened yesterday? Your little rubber stabilizers. Yeah, did my little, uh, you know, suspendy thingy. So the microphone, you don't want to hear it, you know, buffeted during the show. <laughs> it's buffeting. It's so distracting.
4: I'm sorry, I misremembered by one. Really enjoyed a round of golf with President At Real Donald Trump today, Lindsey Graham tweets. President shot a 73 mm. in windy and wet conditions. Fake oh. news! Very difficult. 73 is still an amazing score for a 70-year-old on a windy day. Yeah, so
3: amateur golfer. I I salute him. I understand he plays a fair amount of golf. Shooting your age is one of those kind of golfing things that people want Mm to kind of achieve at some point during their life. Yeah, my dad's come within, I think, one or two strokes, and uh,
2: I'm rooting for him. Mm It's going to be super cool. He's now 130. (laughs) So so an older guy could shoot a 73, you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I play with some guys who were uh, late 60s, early 70s, who just, they, oh, my God, they, they hit the hell out of the ball. They're really good players. Uh, so it's just the great thing they've always said about the game, is you can play it until you're more or less immobile. Trump would be the best golfer we've ever had as a president, then, wouldn't he? Oh, by a long shot, yeah. Yeah. Of course, he had the advantage. By advantages. one of his long, powerful shots, I mean really powerful, believe the, me. He
4: had the advantage of growing up uh, in a country club atmosphere. Yes. Probably a lot of lessons and that sort of stuff. Exactly. And like plays whenever he wants. Somebody like Eisenhower, you know, he was busy planning the whole D Day thing. He didn't have much time for. Exactly.
3: Owned Bill very Clinton. few golf courses. Clinton, yeah.
4: <laughs> Chase and Tail. It's full time work. Clinton, the greatest cheater in uh, presidential golf history, according to everyone who's ever played with Uh, him. I understand Trump has rather a loose view of the rules, too. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. What would you do if you owned the golf course?
2: Strictly by the rules. (laughs) Strict rules of golf, (laughs) Goldfinger.
4: Marshall's news coming up next, then we'll get to mailbag on the Armstrong and Getty Show. By the way, Lindsey Graham's follow-up tweet to Great Round of Golf with the President today. He shot a 73 in windy and wet conditions. Was, I actually did better in the presidential race than I did in the go- on the golf course today. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah.
0: A little humble.
4: <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips.
0: Uh, California indeed on fire. 20 wildfires burning right now. Thought to be some of the worst in the state's history. At least 11 people killed. 100 people missing. Thousands forced to evacuate their homes in Northern California and another major fire is burning in Southern California right now in Orange County. Vice President Mike Pence in Sacramento last night taking a moment to recognize the devastation. The federal government stands ready to provide any and all assistance to the state of California as uh, your courageous firefighters and first responders uh, confront this widening challenge. Uh, we're aware of the... Fifteen fires currently burning across Northern California, and and when we were in Southern California today, we saw additional wildfires. And again, that's that one burning in Orange County, Pensacola. So, so,
4: with the sixty mile an hour wind, the the uh, yeah. the, the fires were spreading so fast, started right. and spread so fast. Right. It's not like one of those fires where you like uh, a couple of days beforehand. There's warnings you may have to evacuate or anything depends like
2: on that. which way the wind blows, Jack. Yeah, right. The, there there are
4: lots of people. Who just went to bed with fire not on their mind at all. Right. And were woken up in the middle of the night with, you got to go now. And we got these texts. I found out my brother and my wife were one of the many who lost their house yesterday. They were woken up at 1 a.m. and had five minutes to get out. Oh. Oh. Uh, another text. My friend's parents got woken up at 1.30 a.m. and told to get the hell out. They drove through flames in their neighborhood to escape. Lost everything they have, including the family winery. Wow. Wow.
2: By the time they were warned, there were already flames in the neighborhood.
4: Jeez. Crazy. That'd be
3: something.
0: Boy. On another uh, matter, South Korea says a trove of classified military documents were stolen by North Korean hackers. The compromised documents... Include the wartime contingency plans drawn up by the U.S. and South Korea. No way. As well as a plan to assassinate North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un.
4: So speaking of D-Day, the Germans hacked in and got the plans for how we were going to invade and where. I mean, that's just unimaginable. How, How do we not do a better job of protecting our stuff?
0: I don't know. Plans for South Korea's special forces were also reportedly compromised, along with information on power plants and military facilities in the South. I would like to
2: talk to government IT guys. And see what they're up against. I mean, I know how it is in in a corporation where you have frustrations. You say, look, we need budget for this piece of equipment. They say there is no budget. I just wonder what it's like. I'd like to talk to private IT guys and
4: see if they would say they're like 30 years behind the latest technology. Yeah, I wonder.
0: President Trump's Tuesday Twitter blast is taking aim at a number of issues, including health care reform. Trump tweeting this morning, since Congress can't get its act together on health care, I'll be using the power of the pen to give great health care to many people and fast. Trump also wants a change in regulations and give the NFL tax breaks. He's continuing his attack on the NFL over the continued player protest during the national anthem. He tweeted this morning, change tax law, exclamation point. And Trump is also challenging Secretary of State Rex Tillerson to compare IQ tests. If Tillerson did indeed ever call Trump a moron, as reported, Trump is telling Forbes magazine, I think it's fake news, but if he did that, I guess we'll have to compare IQ tests, and I can tell you who's going to win. Wow. okay. Wow. Trump and Tillerson expected to have lunch uh, later on today with Defense Secretary Jim Mattis. (laughs) So Sean's trying to dig
4: up an online IQ test we can all take.
2: Maybe, uh... Maybe somebody can induce the Donald to build a golf course on the high road.
0: And he can get familiar with it <laughs> and get more comfortable there. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I yeah, can tell well, you that.
4: Well, so that that was, that was came out of the whole Tillerson calling him a moron, yes, right? An Effing
0: yes. moron.
2: Yes. That's what yes. drove the conversation. Right. Yeah, he
4: called me a moron. I have a higher IQ than him. Yeah. That, that's that's what it was. Right. We'll
2: see you as a moron air, huh? Yeah. I challenge him to take an IQ test.
4: Now, that'd be good some TV, huh? Yes. You have a president of the United States and a secretary of state. We've sent them both into a closed room with right. just a pencil or however you take an IQ right. test. I'm
2: going to have right. a New York Times crossword puzzle,
3: a series of mathematics problems. <laughs> hosted by Ryan Seacrest for some <laughs> right. reason. Yes. Right. Several questions of logic. So Ooh. good, he got another gig.
4: <laughs> and they come out and they release the score. Right.
3: Right, <laughs> right after this. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs>
4: And the winner dances around with his <laughs> fist in the air. And the yes! other, the loser bows yes! their head. Right. Puts on a
3: dunce cap. Right. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, I love this. Visual. Let's
2: do it for charity. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. Uh,
4: yes, yeah, so we mentioned uh, legendary football coach and player Mike Ditka weighed in on Monday Night Football last night in a strong way on the whole flag controversy kneeling. And a bladed mailbag coming up in a moment or two. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Class A, moron. Explosive, charged
4: book about Bill and Hillary, and uh, no sure boy. or not, I know it's from Ed Klein, who's uh, been writing about the Clintons for many, many years. He's a respected journalist. We'll see if it's true or not, but Hill and Bill don't agree on her apology to her, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, they aren't even speaking over it. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. So uh, stay tuned for that stuff. It's kind of good gossip. Do we know they were speaking
3: before that? (laughs) No, we don't. And it's a book? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Is there enough for a book? I don't know. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Mailbag. Belated mailbag. Mm -hmm. Oh, Michael. Hey. You know what? Just uh, shopping online for shoes again, are we? Did you find something nice? (laughs) I found something for the the weekend. (laughs) Mailbag. hi yeah. Something with a
4: closed toe for
2: fall. Apparently, Michael didn't get the word of the altered schedule it happens so uh, alert listener Sean indifferent Sean he says oh
3: okay
2: <coughs> uh, send us along a link to Mike Rose recent podcast uh, the way I heard it it was some um, it's it's about the national anthem and standing for it and that's it and it has some history in there and it's really quite beautifully done and we have it posted for you, or will any second now, at com. It's really good work. Shout out, Mike Rowe! Nice job, Mike. Now, if we might switch musically, Michael, from this jaunty tune to the traditional music here on the Armstrong and Getty Show of the Ancient, the Beautiful Japanese Art of the Haiku. The five syllables, the seven, the five.
4: Wow. Why? Ask a Japanese guy, I don't know. No wonder they lost the war.
3: Because of with structure fun. comes creativity. Go ne- ahead, Joe. Never forget, Sean.
2: This has to do with uh, the new segment on the show. Marshall Phillips. Fecal matter with Marshall Phillips. That's right. We were going to call it. Because he inevitably does these, these stories at the end of the news about what's dirty and what's not. Your They're computer ends,
4: keyboard could have fecal matter on it. And it always ends with fecal matter. Your cell phone. Fecal Matter
2: with Marshall. There you go. We got it. uh, We just about got it together. Anyway, this is uh, the fabulous Skip and Benicio with the new segment Haiku. Uh, uh, uh. It's a new segment. Fecal Matter with Marshall. Can't have too much poo. Wow. The Japanese art of the haiku, everyone. Which
4: apparently people like.
2: The haiku. The beautiful, the ancient Haiku. Freaking cool. Three seven five. It checked out.
4: Appreciate the uh, finger clicks, like it's a poetry jam.
2: Timothy writes, dear A and G. Just a suggestion: if Marshall's going to be doing a weekly fecal matter story, you should do it on Friday. Fecal matter Fridays just has great alliteration to it. Additionally, what better way to end a week of digesting all your wit and witticisms—is that redundant? Then for Marshall, see that's coarse. Timothy, you're better than that. That is I'm coarse. Not. Digesting at the end is terrible. (laughs) Local honey didn't work. We were talking allergies yesterday. Mm. But straight bee pollen did. This is another Sean writing about the success, gave up the drugs, blah, blah, blah. I understand you're supposed to chop a line of bee pollen and snort it up with a $20 bill like that Miami Dolphins coach (laughs) did. I understand that was bee pollen. And uh, and that does you. So I don't know. Maybe honey works for some people. We're
4: going to have bees at our house, I think, and
2: uh I remember last time you you had I guess it was wasps at your house. Yeah, that well, was unintentional. Yeah,
4: exactly in the in the roof, yeah. Yeah. Um, then we're going to have honeybees so we can have honey, our own honey, and uh apparently the biggest problem with having bee boxes, maybe if you ever drive rural roads, you see those along fences, those white boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, high school kids go and knock them over all the time. That's oh, the really? biggest problem the industry has. Is high school kids knocking them over.
2: And and, and don't the bees,
3: like, swarm and sting them to death? Can sure. you train them to do that? Apparently not. That's such a f- I know stupid. So you have to pay to... more for those bees? How does that work? Oh. Pay more for the ones that attack the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the vigilantes? Just, that's so pathetic. It is. I mean,
2: even when I was in high school, I thought, I'm not going to break something just because I can. That's stupid.
3: You
4: know, yesterday at school, my, uh, my second grader, he was in the car, and he's kind of quiet as I'm driving home. And uh, he said, uh, well, I almost said the kid's name. Glad I didn't. It's this kid that he doesn't like, and this kid obviously has problems anyway, but they were all admiring a snail they found on the ground, and this kid came up and squished it.
0: Oh, my God.
4: And my son was really upset about that. Yeah. I would talk about how some people are just like that, and yeah. it's awful. And
2: Kids either ha- headed for some sort of healing slash counseling or jail, probably. Oh, I've told
4: him, because I've known this kid for years, that kid's headed to jail. Yeah. So I've told him, this this is a kid that's headed to jail <laughs> uh, in his life, and uh,
2: wow, that's the way it goes. Wow. Wow. On the topic of birth control, paying for it, access to it, insurance, etc. Oscar writes, it saves money to pay for it, controls population. What the hell? What the hell indeed, my friend. What well, well constructed argument. Hell. What the hell? HIV intentionally, knowingly transmitting HIV is no longer a felony in California, it's a misdemeanor and that is according to the lame brains who passed it some sort of tip of the cap to gay fellows and how we're treating you like
3: anybody else and, and yes and not just person to person this applies and extends to blood donation too correct right knowingly donating yeah. blood that's crazy not knowing it it
2: is absolutely crazy and we said listen there's people who love everybody is is people with gay friends coworkers you know musical associates whatever The idea that this is doing anybody a favor, I just don't get it at all. Well, we got this uh, uh, note from Michael. Angie, on your HIV subject, I'm a gay man in San Diego, not pleased with making it a misdemeanor. Treatment over a lifetime is a burden and financially expensive, costing a felony amount. Yeah, and Michael, not to mention the side effects and the challenges of the cocktail of drugs. Lastly, the stigma is terrible. Gays lie about, oh, it's fine, but it's not. And it's just human nature and the way it is. The, proposed, the proposer's logic of trying to decriminalize it is flawed because if they truly think exposing someone to HIV is a crime, why not make it okay and get rid of the misdemeanor? Love your show. Thank you, Michael. I, I'm telling you. It's, it seems like a terrible, terrible assault on somebody to do that to them. Would you rather be punched in the face or be given HIV? Seriously. Everybody. Oh, it's not even close. Well, one's a battery. not even battery. close. I mean, simple battery, 9-volt battery. I don't know. What am I, a cop over here? But, yeah, it's not even close. I've been hit in the face before. You end up okay in most cases. Um, I don't want the heavy. Good Lord. Man, Calunicornia. It will be studied by future scholars. A state that lost its mind. On the Weinstein topic, Brian writes, I'm sorry to say that my son who's trying to get jobs in the movie industry, stopped going to auditions because he got tired of being asked for sexual favors. Wow. So he's currently working in another industry. And we were talking before, we have it on very, very good authority. From men, I assume? or uh, I'm guessing so. I don't know. Men, women, whatever. But we have it on really there good Because if were women
4: a- and you were straight, you'd probably just keep it secret and say, this is the greatest
2: town ever. I don't know. I don't know. Really? Yeah, it's demeaning. I don't know. Exploitive. And, when I was a young
4: man, if I'd have got, gotten into an industry where when you apply for a job, the chick asks you to have
2: sex with her, I thought,
4: well, this is interesting.
2: All I don't I'd right, have felt that. demeaned. But we have Jack is soft on sexual assault and harassment here, everybody. Let's label the podcast in that way, Sean, so people can find it easily. I'm, I'm out
4: of work and this woman wants to have sex with me. This is awesome. She's going to give me a job.
2: And I'm going to get laid? <laughs> No, but we have it on good authority. The child molestation is rampant. It's just, it's an entire industry full of harassment and demands of sex.
4: And they keep their mouths shut about it. More on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.